Well, hey there, friend. We're so glad you could join us. Here we like to highlight the best of humanity while offering a dose of positivity to hopefully brighten your day. But more importantly, we want you to know whatever you're going through, whatever you're feeling, you're not alone. We're here to stand with you. I'm Chuck Rindon. And I'm Amy Nalawai. And this is A World of Hopes. Well, here we are. We meet yet again. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Good, good. Glad to hear it. Well, I've got uh, a fun little story of hope for today. Uh, But before we get to that, I just wanted to check in and see what's new in your neck of the woods. What's going on? I talked about this uh, a couple episodes back that I was in the midst of kind of a diet revival, if you will. Like I was trying to eat healthy and clean again. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I remember. How's it going? Junk food became my friend during 2020. (laughs) I think it became all of our friends. (laughs) Yeah, very true. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I'm pleased to say, though, I've been eating clean now for about two months. And uh, yeah, I have not wavered. And more impressively, I have not had any any added sugar in my diet for the last two months. Oh, wow. That's impressive. No sweets uh, other than like fruit. Fruit has been my dessert of choice as of late. Uh, But yeah, I've been really trying to cut down on the sugar. So then I guess I shouldn't mention the deep dish apple pie ice cream I had the other night. Well, you can. I can live vicariously through you and I will drool appropriately. (sighs) Clearly I fail it. I fail at the no sugar added thing, big time. <laughs> well, it did honestly with Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up. I, I'm sure I'm going to break that no sugar <laughs> thing rule once or <laughs> twice. But I, I gotta say, man, uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Two months in now, and I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, I've noticed uh, a lot more energy, and I do think I'm sleeping better. Mm, that's good. I can actually uh, remember my dreams, which I can't. <laughs> Usually I was a guy who didn't remember his dreams. So, well, I don't know. Some of them I want to forget right? already. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But yeah. So I do feel, yeah, I, I, I'm sleeping better, feel more energized for sure. So, yeah, here's hoping I can uh, keep it up. Uh, I, I like the way I feel. So, and, uh, to date, for these two months, I've lost about 15 pounds. So Wow, that's awesome. Not too bad. So for those of us who, you know, struggle with this kind of thing, what what do you think is your secret to success? Like, do you keep your daily meals pretty consistent as far as, as, as what you have? Or like, what are your go-to go-to things that help you to get through each day. Yeah, I, I definitely have some sort of a base foods that I, I try to get in every day. So like beans for me is like my number one. That That's kind of like the main source of protein I go with. Mm-hmm. And just having a bunch of like frozen vegetables and fruit, I, I've, I, I feel like the easier I make it for myself and frozen seems to be super easy. <laughs> you just kind of... Well, you don't have to worry about it going bad as quickly. As, exactly. Yeah. And, and it's certainly more cost effective for sure. Uh, so yeah, just making it super easy. You know, I, I can just sort of throw everything into like an Instapot and 
kind of go at it. And the nice thing too, I found is batching is so nice. So like I'll make, you know, this whole big like bean dish in an instant pot and it will last me for like, you know, four or five days. So Mm -hmm. it's super easy. You know, you just kind of freeze it and you're good to go whenever you need it. The biggest thing though I found is readjusting my taste buds. So I found like after a couple of weeks, like my taste buds, like I started enjoying this food. Mm, Well, it's detoxing from the sugar. Yeah. The more I remove myself from like the sugar and fat and salt and all of that, like my taste buds actually like things taste different. Like I, I can actually taste, you know, the sweetness of fruit better and, you know, things just taste better. That for me has been like the biggest change. I think allowing my taste buds to actually detox and, and get back to, a, you know, their natural state or the state that they want to be in my body, mm-hmm. the state my body wants to be in. So if you give it a couple of weeks and you let your taste buds like readjust, like, yeah, you'll find, at least for me, like I don't miss those foods as much. There is hope for us yet if if you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. If I can do it, yeah. yeah, anyone can do it. I mean, I'm I'm sitting out here in the middle of potato country, so. <laughs> and I, and I'm sure you know. I mean, that it's part of the process too. Like, uh, you know, for me, the way I look at it, it's uh, what I do day in and day out. You know, if the bulk of my food is mostly healthy, like I can I can have like an unhealthy thing every once in a while. You know. It's not really a big deal, but yeah, just trying to, trying to change the way I think about food and yeah, so far it's working. So we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm pretty proud though of myself. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. That's, that's incredible news. I think, uh, like, yeah, the mind is a powerful thing. So if you can get, get that part on board, then the rest can all sort of fall into place. So that's awesome. Good job. Two gold stars for you. I'll give you my there gold you go. star. It's all been worth I've, it. I've epically failed at this for the, <laughs> for the last few months. But that's another story for another day. Yeah. Well, I think that's an important part, too, is like having, you know, not being too hard on yourself. You can get into like a dark spiral doing that, you know, especially like if your emotions are tied to food, which for a lot of us it is, you know. I mean, for me, it certainly was. Right. Yeah. No, I... uh come from a background of uh, binge eating disorder so that gets tricky with with food and um, yeah it's been a it's been a struggle the past few months but um, like you said just trying to like not let myself go into the downward spiral um, trying to keep my my head in 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 it in the sense that like, I'm not completely tossing the towel in, still trying to be mindful <laughs> uh, about about what um, what I eat and when I eat and how I'm feeling when I eat. Um, I actually yeah. got a, a book on um, intuitive eating, which is a whole new <laughs> uh, a whole new world of you know the quote unquote diet culture is full of so many different options and everybody tells you something different but i think it's it's all about kind of like like what you said like making peace with food and getting to that point where you can know like what you want to eat and when and it's because you're hungry and you need nourishment not because you're you're feeding your emotions and and actually being able to 
savor the flavors and enjoy the flavors of what you're eating. And, and yeah, it's easy to get lost on the other side of that. Right. Well, and I think too, it's important to celebrate like the little victories and not start, you know, just start off with small steps, right? Because if, if normally in a day you eat three meals, right? If one of those meals is healthy, then to, that's a win, right? I mean, you just celebrate that and you just build on that and on to the next and on to the next and yeah. But I, I'm definitely someone who does not believe in diets because I, I feel like a diet, it's a, that yo-yo effect, you know, because the moment you reach like your goal weight, and you, go uh, back, you yeah. just go revert back to mm. eating how you, what got you there in the first place. For sure. No, it definitely has to be something you're willing to maintain like a lifestyle. It has to be a lifestyle. Which is why I think like I know that you had all of your health issues, which is what caused you to uh, transition right. to eating more vegan Um and that was by choice because it made you feel better. Yeah. Well, the whole the whole reason I went to to vegan lifestyle or plant based, if you will, is yeah, I used to get terrible, terrible acid reflux. I mean, mm-hmm. to the point where like I was ready to call the emergency services because I thought I was having a heart attack. I mean, it was that bad. Wow. And uh, so yeah, my body just kind of forced me to change up and. But even then, like being, you know, primarily vegan, like there's still plenty of terrible vegan food. Uh, Trust me, I've (laughs) found it all (laughs) and I've had it. Impossible meat? What? Oh. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) How much sodium is in that stuff? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh, Yeah. Don't even get me started. Well, and that's the thing. Like if you do go vegan, like watch the sodium because a lot of that stuff is just, my God, dude. (laughs) Like there's so much sodium. Uh, but that's probably a discussion for another day. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, so far, you know, I'm feeling great. For me, like, I, it feels like it's a lifestyle. And, and I think it's something that I can maintain. So, that's encouraging. Awesome. Love it. Definitely, definitely encouraging. Well, speaking of encouragement, how about we jump into a little bit of hope? Let's do it. Yeah, I think you have a pretty... uh pretty endearing story for us this week. Yeah. So the story that I found uh, for this week is uh, founded on the Good News Network. And it's all about a a man who delivers RVs. uh, And, you know, recreational vehicles have become sort of trendy. (laughs) I feel like. Oh, my gosh. Dude, they have never been hotter. Man, you can't find one almost. Yeah. Yeah. I keep seeing all these people who like, you know, going on all these trips in their RVs and it's become the new, you know, vacation for families. So not only are recreational vehicles uh, a lot of fun for families, uh, but they are also a, a new home potentially, especially for folks who have lost their homes due to devastating wildfires. And such is the case for um, quite a few people um, who've lost their homes to California's latest run of of just horrific and horrible wildfires. Yeah, it's been brutal to see. Yeah. But uh, thanks to uh, a gentleman named Woody Faircloth, uh, between him and uh, his nine-year-old daughter, Luna, they have been able to deliver 95 motorhomes to California area wildfire victims who might otherwise be waiting for quite a while, many months, for emergency housing. And uh, they have a place to live in, in these 
RVs. That's great, by the way. Just, me- mentally, just having a roof over your head like that—that's some place to stay. Know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they started this charity, emergencyrv.org, and um, it's a nonprofit that pairs people um, who are willing to donate their campers to a worthy cause with those who are in need. That's a great you idea. Know, yeah, so it. as I said, 95 people so far um, have motorhomes that have been given to them um, for emergency housing. These folks were wildfire victims. Apparently, the organization has 100 families on the waiting list. So, obviously, this is um, fulfilling a great need, and there's still more. Um, But it just uh, is one of those things that, I don't know, it's inspiring because the dude, uh, I don't even think he's from, (laughs) he's not even from California. (laughs) He uh, is in Colorado, and, yeah, um, yeah. you know, Colorado had their, their fair share. I know. They had their fair share of fires as well. Um, this this last year, the fire season was just horrible. Um, but he apparently got the idea back in 2018. That year was the, the deadly campfire that burned like over 150,000 acres and just destroyed right. hundreds and hundreds of homes during Thanksgiving week. And um, so he just heard about all of this devastation, specifically about uh, a man who had lost everything um, but had managed to escape the fire in his mobile home. And something about that struck something in um, Mr. Faircloth's mind, and he just felt inspired by how this man, uh, you know, the only thing he had was his camper, and he was talking about how blessed he was to have a place to spend the holiday. And so he asked his daughter what she thought about finding an RV and and delivering it to a family so that they could have a place to have Christmas, a place to call home for Christmas. And um, so he uh, he get, you know came up with that idea with his daughter, and um, it's so sweet. His daughter said that God and Santa Claus would be really proud of us for this, and I was I thought that was super sweet. It's true, yeah, it's awesome. So uh, they ended up launching a GoFundMe to finance uh, the very first RV that he and Luna delivered um, and dropped off in California, and um, kind of as that started to spread um, word of their journey got around people started reaching out to him on social media uh, basically offering to donate their motorhomes and that's kind of how emergency rv was started just out of this um, spurring that he had within him to to find an rv to, to gift to someone for christmas and and next thing you know he, he's got this amazing nonprofit organization that's helping to um, provide and give a home to people who are in need. I love that he took it upon himself to just start the GoFundMe, but also like the people who saw that GoFundMe and then also said, hey, I have an RV, like I want to donate, like I want to help you. And that to me, again, I just love like the giving spirit people have, you know, they see mm-hmm. people in need and they they just offer assistance without thought of reward or anything and that that is just inspiring and i love it it truly is and and the amount of time that uh 
this this sweet family has taken to do this. I think over the last two months, Woody and Luna have made the 40-hour round trip that it takes from Denver to Colorado and back on three separate weekends. So you figure, I mean, he's got a regular job and Luna's got school, and but they're doing this on their weekends, um, you know, with whatever extra time that they have. The mobile homes are are going to, you know, people who truly need it, who have nothing. There was a man who uh, lost his home to the Dixie Fire uh, back in August. His name is George, George Woolley. And he was saying that before he was able to get the RV or that was gifted to him, he felt like he was a burden on on everybody that helped him. And he was spending time, you know, sleeping in tents and in his car. But receiving that RV gave him a place to go that, you know, made him feel like it, w- it was his space. You know, he wasn't intruding on people. He was able to, to um, have a space that was his and um, that he could call home, you know, despite his home being lot, completely right. lost. I, I don't know. I just, uh, hearing about this incredible um, effort from this man and his daughter and how their organization is growing and, um, you know, more and more people are kind of stepping up to help. He is excited to be in a position where he can help others. They're exhausted in what they're doing, but, but they're receiving joy through what they're doing. And that's, um, that's pretty incredible. And I think, you know, as lucky as these folks are who are receiving these RVs as their, you know, temporary home, I don't know, it gets so hard to imagine what it would be like to lose everything to a fire, but to have something that, that they can call home, um, that they're not, you know, stuck living in a car or um, in a tent or, you know, jumping from friend to friend or family member and feeling like an imposition, like they're being blessed with this incredible gift. But well, it adds um, a, it adds a little piece of stability that, you know, is probably sorely needed. Right. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I'm sure the process of trying to, to rebuild after a fire, I mean, just everything that you have to go through, just the, amount of grief you know that you losing all all of your all of your things all of your memories just that sort of devastation is so much but to have this one little thing um i just can't help but feel that it's just inspiring we're so lucky to have people in the world like <laughs> like these these people who are willing to bless folks in this way and and help to um help to fill a need so anyways i just i couldn't help but be inspired by by this great story I absolutely love that he's involving his daughter into the, in this as well. Mm-hmm. Cause it's great. You know, like not only is she like getting caught up with the generous spirit as well, but uh, she, she f- feels part of it and, and that's yeah. awesome. And, and I love yeah. both of their perspective, especially Woody's you mentioned a, a minute ago, like how exhausted they are because of these trips. Mm-hmm. A quote of his was, we are so lucky to be exhausted. Mm-hmm. And I think that says it all, you know, about his, where his mind is at. And like, he feels honored to be in a position to help people. And the fact that he is exhausted, that means he's, you know, doing good for others and he welcomes it. And that's, it's mm-hmm. a great perspective. 
you know? Most definitely. Yeah. He, he expresses, you know, how lucky he is to be able to have a home to go home to, you know? Right. And, um, yeah. And like you said about involving his daughter, like she's nine years old. Like what an incredible, just an an incredible incredible life lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So there you go. A little bit of hope for you. That's great, man. Yeah, that you can't help but uh, draw some hope from that. And it, it's great to know that uh, there's people like Woody out there. There's a lot of folks in need, man. And it, it makes, a, makes a big difference in their life, for sure. Well, that brings us uh, to the end of our show. But before we take off, we're going to recommend some things because, you know, that's what we like to do. That's what we do. So uh, what recommendation do you have for us? We, You know, movie, podcast, I never know what it's going to be from you. It's always a wild card. I, I'm going to give us a movie this week, uh, but it is still going to be on theme because I, I've had this trend of, uh, of recommending, you know, these sort of fun, spooky. Spooky. Right. Okay. So this week I have a Netflix film. Uh, it was released last year around uh, October, I believe, early early October. It's called Vampires vs. the Bronx. Mm. And uh, so r- right off the top, I believe this is rated PG-13. So it's pretty much family-friendly, but younger children, uh, you probably uh, want to keep them away because there, there is some, like, adult level humor in some of the situations but for the most part uh it's kind of on par with like a stranger things you know something like that effect so if you're okay with <laughs> if you can watch stranger things that's usually my bar stranger things scared me so i'm just gonna sit over here in the corner by myself if if you're not like amy and you, you did enjoy stranger things and it didn't scare you i enjoyed you, it there were just parts that still scared me okay it's not my fault I have a vivid imagination, okay? <laughs> uh, but yeah, but mostly, this this is a family-friendly affair. And honestly, it is pretty hilarious. You know, it's <laughs> there's a lot of uh, humor to be found here. And, you know, the, the basic premise is there's this uh, real estate company coming into the Bronx and they're buying up all of these retail establishments. Uh, and come to find out that these are vampires. <laughs> They're basically <laughs> buying up a property in the Bronx. And, you know, the neighborhood gets wind of it. And, uh, you know, hilarity ensues, <laughs> as is often the case in these situations. <laughs> Honestly, this it's really smartly written. I, I really enjoyed it. It's uh, There's a lot of interesting commentary built into it, particularly around gentrification and sort of class warfare and things like that. So there's a lot of commentary to be found within the humor and within the the horror and i I think you know that's a testament to a good horror film if it can make you think about societal issues while also entertaining you uh, that that's a good win in my book so for me there's enough here to definitely uh keep your attention you'll like i said there's moments you'll just laugh out loud Uh, There's others that you'll you'll probably be a little unnerved because, you know, it can get a little spooky. (laughs) But yeah, it's it's nothing too intense. And for me, I I think it's just a fun watch. I I think, you know, it's a fun, lighthearted watch. 
and uh, you'll enjoy it. So that's my recommendation. Vampires vs. the Bronx. Check it out on Netflix. Nice. So how about you, Amy? What do you have for us this week? Well, my recommendation is uh, it's a little bit of a throwback. Uh, it's a TV show um, from back uh, 2007, October 2007 was when it first oh, aired. I hate that 2007 is throwback. <laughs> I'm getting old. It, it, it's a throwback. It's more than 10 years, so. That's true. It's Sadly throwback. enough, that is true. <laughs> oh, man. My recommendation is the TV show Pushing Daisies. Ah, uh, I remember the show well. Yeah. Yes. Unfortunately, there are only two seasons of the show. Uh, it was an unfortunate victim of the infamous writer strike back in that yes. era. Yes. Oh, gosh. Infamous is and, right. That was such a weird yeah, time for entertainment. Yeah. So it just, it, it interrupted production and um, in my opinion, sort of ruined the momentum of of allowing this show to um, get the appreciation that it deserved then it was very different it was very different it was, from the it shows was definitely that time. it was definitely a unique show absolutely gorgeous cinematography in my opinion oh, abs- like, absolutely yeah so beautiful um great cast um i'm a big lee pace fan so that won me over from the get-go he plays uh, one of the the lead characters, Ned, who is a pie maker um, with uh, this unique ability to bring dead things back to life with his touch. Uh, unfortunately, there is a, a, a rather large stipulation that comes along with that gift. And, um, and so the show um, is kind of a uh, it's a fairy. It's like if Bones was a fairy tale sort of thing. <laughs> it's it's it. There's this like you know crime show sort of um, forensic uh, investigation quality to it, but it's it's told in this like super eccentric fairy tale style. Um, that um, I mean, it's just visually, it's very um, kind of fairy taleish. Even the way that the narrator kind of tells the story, it it, it comes across with sort of a fairy tale touch to it the characters are super quirky um their conversations are just also super quirky fun they use a lot of um wordplay and metaphor and double entendre in in their conversations it's it's very fairy tale-ish it's so much fun the series i mean it, it i feel like if we could reboot anything i would ask for a reboot of pushing daisies um because <laughs> i i we got we got robbed we got robbed like great things were going to come from this show but um there are two seasons that are available and they are currently streaming uh you can watch it in hd on hbo max if you have that you can also watch it for free on the cw seed app or the cw streaming app uh, and it's also available um, for purchase as a download on iTunes, uh, Google Play, um, Amazon Video, Vudu, and I think the Microsoft um, the Microsoft Store as well. So there's you know different places where you can find it, um, but you can stream it for free on the CW, which is fantastic. I actually bought uh, both seasons back when it was you know 
still new. <laughs> um, so I, I have those that I can relive and enjoy, but, uh, it's, it's just a quirky, fun, different kind of show. I think quirky is a good word for it and quirky in the best possible way. It, mm-hmm, it's definitely yeah. different and you know, it's memorable for sure. And, you know, unfortunately, because there are only two seasons, um, everything sort of ends rather abruptly, but, uh, the great thing is, is there are only 22 episodes, so it's a great quick binge watch for you. I think you'll enjoy it. So check it out. Pushing Daisies. I like it. It's a good pick. All right. Well, I think that about does it for this episode. If you enjoyed your time with us, the best way to ensure you never miss a conversation is to subscribe and follow the podcast. You can find out how to do that at worldofhopes.com. That's right. And if you could use a little bit of hope in between episodes, make sure that you look us up on Instagram. We are at AWO Hopes, and we would love to connect with you there. Um, have you tag us in some hope that you see in the world and share that with us. And uh, we'll keep on spreading hope and smiles throughout the week there and uh, hope to hear from you as well. Until next time, take care. We'll see you soon. Bye. You know, some people would ask me like, dude, you've been vegan for a couple of years now. Like you still, you're not really losing much weight. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm eating junk. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> junk is junk. It doesn't matter, yeah. you know, if it has animal products in it or not. So your body's going to process it the same. And it's not going to be good. That makes sense.